Good morning, good evening, and God bless saints. This is Boom. This is Dan. And welcome to another episode of Churchish. Uh, we're going to get started this morning, saints, with a little praise and worship. But first, before we get started, I'd like to give you this morning's scripture. This morning's scripture comes from Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's word. That's good scripture. That's, yeah, that, that is. That's good. And we're just going to get started and talk about some music first, get into this praise and worship. True. Um, I guess going right into music, um, there's been a lot going on in Christian music. Um, Hillsong just had a live recording here. In Atlanta? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they just recently had a live recording here. That should be fun. They always, I feel like Hillsong always <coughs> at least gives you one song. Yeah. I, they're they're going to give you, the whole album may not be fire, but they will give you one solid song. Yeah, I'll definitely say um, my friend Ciara went uh, and she posted video clips. And just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, I know that they they'll normally give you a song, but it'll be a song recorded this year. But we won't hear about it until like two years from now. And we're going back and listening to albums like the thing is they ha- they put out so much music that I feel like we we take it for granted. Maybe it's saturated. Like maybe they maybe they put out so much music over the years that we just don't listen to. And then years later, it'll come back and we'll be like, man, could you imagine if we had listened to this when it first came out? Like how much how much more fire, you know, it would have been. I feel you. I feel like they always are releasing content, I guess. And they have so many groups like Hillsong, Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free, Hillsong Infants, Hillsong Embryos, Hillsong, <laughs> Hillsong Old Age. Like, oh, my God. It's, you know, Hillsong Senior Citizens. So, I mean, yes. You. <laughs> yes. There's so much content for them. I mean, Hillsong in general just... There's a lot going on there, and that's all I'll say. Also, in Christian music, um, Stephanie Gretzinger uh, left Bethel. She to left? Pr- to pursue bigger and better things. Is that what she said, or is that what you're saying? No, she ministered her last Sunday at Bethel. Did she say she's on to bigger she and po- better she things? She posted she's on to bigger and better things. Oh. It's on her IG. Bethel's pretty big, so, I mean, if she's saying she's on to. <laughs> she served uh, under their leadership for 10 years. Definitely That's gave a, us, yeah. Definitely gave uh gave good tenure there. She gave us a lot of nice worship hits. Uh, closer, oh, you know me. Um, oh, you know me gets me every time. Ooh, for you have been, <laughs> and you will be. Yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> good, man. Ooh, Stephanie is no. Her live her live joints are nothing to be played. Yes, with. live joints are nothing to the be. The first with. song that actually uh. Uh, I remember when her, when she wasn't married, her name was Stephanie Frizzle. Uh, mm. Yeah. And uh, she made a song um, that went from the tip of my toes to the top of my head. They're going to know I love you. It was a live, spontaneous uh, recording. And she was like, I will explode with praise. I will explode. And it was just so good. And at the point where I was in my life at that moment in time, that really got me through and really helped me. So I'm excited to see what she does uh, post Bethel. And I, I'm sure that there will still be collaborations. I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Um, she's still going to keep relationships with those people. And I know that um, God is going to be uh, glorified through her ministry. It kind of reminds me when. <coughs> I don't want to say this because I guess this is kind of mean. or But it kind of reminds me of when Israel left. Um, Lakewood. Yes. But I will say, I feel like Israel hasn't been as popping since he, he left Lakewood. I wouldn't say that because Israel and New Breed, uh, when they put out that album in 2015, the one that had... Alive in Asia? Yes. That? There's so many hits on there. Um, we literally sing the whole album. Right. You, the got, whole album. you got Risen. But, but, you got but, My Strength. You got um, uh, Our I, God Reigns. I just feel like that was it. Like, after that one, that was it. Like, Cause I, I, I feel like I used, I was really like an Israel stan. Like I really used to listen to Israel's music all the time. Like that was my favorite work, my favorite worship, worship artist. I was like, Israel is the Beyonce of worship music. 
but now I don't really know too much about like what he's doing. I'm not too much of like I, like some of his stuff is cool. I don't want to I don't want to like put it down or anything. Like some of his stuff is cool, but the last thing I really listened to was the Reckless Love cover. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't really it. I wasn't, that wasn't really it feeling it. Um, that wasn't it. And Saints, please excuse me. I'm getting over uh, Ebola an, il- an illness, <laughs> but by his stripes I'm healed. And hey, come uh, on. Yeah, I, I definitely believe this cough is the last thing that. Is on me, and I will be healed, and I will be delivered. The cough is the, evi- the evidence that healing is manifesting in your life. There's the, something the, stirring the, up. The, the cough is the evidence. I believe that. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say, um, Israel's content is not that it hasn't been good. I just think that he has not plateaued as an artist because. I don't think in Christian music there is much of a plateauing, but I will say that I feel like he he's done pretty much everything. And now it's like, you know, how you have those artists that are trying to stay relevant. So they're trying to adapt to new styles and new sounds. Mm -hmm. And it's just not what his fans are used to. Okay. Okay. So because you're an Israel fan, you want to support everything Israel does, but it's like, I can't rock with this, like, who is like the Lord and our Are God. Are you saying is, you don't like who is like no, the Lord? No, no, oh, I'm, I was I'm about saying to say, that's a classic, I'm, bro. I'm saying the that's new classic. the new stuff doesn't bump like who is like the Lord, like I am a friend of God, like um, like my strength, like, you know, those songs, like moving forward, you know, even though I know that's not his song. But it's not. He, he did a great cover. He, he, did, he, did, he did the cover. <laughs> The cover, <coughs> like Maxwell did the cover right. of this woman's work. The yeah. cover, often duplicated, never imitated. He did the cover. That's what. Right. That's what I'll say. Right. Um, he did it. But yeah, Israel's still dope. I may have to retract that comment because I don't think he's really released much after that. But Todd Delaney's project. He, did, he released Road to Damascus. Okay. Todd Delaney's project. <coughs> um, it was okay. I would have preferred. We like talked. It. We talked about it on the last episode. I didn't like it. Todd's my man. Um. And I stand. I stand by Todd and what he does, I, but I will. I will agree. I'm tired of hearing uh, the seven thousand renditions of your great name. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing uh, "Dance in the Rain." No, I'm, no, no. The the "Dance in the Rain" was refreshing. The "Dance in the Rain" was refreshing. I don't agree. You're, you're no, because you don't. He, he, when do you hear "Dance in the Rain"? That word of faith. We barely. <coughs> barely, barely, barely do Dance in the Rain. So I'll say Dance in the Rain was refreshing. Um, all I will, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. I'll just say what I would have preferred was more new music. I want new content. I want new content. Um, well, well, he he did drop um, and you're doing it again, right? I got to listen to that again because I didn't really care for it. Again. I didn't really care for it to be honest. Um, <coughs> yeah, that that whole album was was remakes and i've 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 kind of felt scammed i, felt I didn't scammed. necessarily feel scammed but i did feel like i didn't feel like i was getting an experience like okay the okay. first the first album he did was really good uh your great name the album you know uh was really good as well um but the thing here's what i i, I got it your great name as an album was live so there was no need to redo these songs live that's the problem. Tasha Cobbs did her songs when she did her album because I feel like when she did her album, she did them live in studio, studio. whatever that means. So she, and then so she, she did them. She, she had to go back and give a live performance. Live. Yes, right. which is why it was refreshing to still hear those songs because it wasn't studio. This was already live. It was just giving us regurgitated stuff. But yeah. I mean, people still went out and bought it, so I don't think that really matters per se. True. An album sale is an album sale. A stream is a stream. A download is a download. True. Um. Anyone else you want to talk about? Any secular artists? Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, let's talk about Homecoming. Let's talk about it. I saw it. Okay. I enjoyed it. Okay. The album? Eh, I feel like if you know, if you're gonna do a Netflix thing, you might as well bring an album with that. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, and I may be one of the few. I don't like the "Before I Let Go" remix. Mm. I feel like 
I feel like it's cool because it's Beyonce. But if anybody else had done it, we would probably be probably be dragging them for it. I feel like Take Keith did Take Keith did a great job on the beat. Um, Beyonce did a great job vocally, but that's not new. I just don't feel like classics should be redone. And a lot of people have been doing that lately. <coughs> and I feel like I feel like if it was anybody else, there would have been hell to pay to be honest i can totally understand where you're coming from <laughs> i feel like this was uh, a good mix of i'm mixing it up and i'm keeping it like i'm keeping the classic the classic i will say i did like the new orleans bounce feel to it uh to kind of make it modern mm -hmm. and bring in the culture um I still just feel like I'm still going to be bumping the old school. I'm still going to be bumping Frankie Beverly and Maze. I mean, Frankie Beverly said he liked it. So, <laughs> well, I mean, point, I mean, if he put a stamp of approval. Yes, he did. So, but who, and who's going to tell Beyonce, I don't like what you did? Um, Eddie James. We're not going to get into that. Because <laughs> uh, there, there was a lot of mess around there. But, but well, we're not gonna get into that because that gets back into Beyonce's acting, and I think oh, we've that's had a bad. conversation. That's bad. Yeah, we don't. Right, we've we had a conversation about, about that already, um, and even though it was a musical performance in a movie, it was still. Well, she was mad about some vocal stuff too. She was <laughs> mad because she, I think Beyonce got invited to sing her song somewhere, and Etta was right. Like, so she was salty. Yeah, she ain't she hating was, on Beyonce, she but she's whatever. salty. Never the case. Never the case. Anyway, at any rate, I I I liked it. I'll say about Homecoming in general. I liked the album. I just wish, here's my feedback, Beyonce. Um, I wish for the Sorry, the album version, you know how she had that whole suck on my balls step in there? Yeah. I wish she would have cut that on the album version. I don't need the whole skit. On I feel like they pulled that straight off of the TV. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. But I, <coughs> because. But that's what the fans I, wanted. No, though. I don't want that. I don't want that. Because honestly, the Sorry, me, myself, and I, Kitty Cat Mix was my favorite part really it was one of my favorite parts that that transition flowed so well bro so well i agree I, like that was one. it of was her, a, it was one of the smoother transitions that of was the one whole of performance best musical transitions i've ever seen like she went how she went from sorry into me myself and i so flawlessly <coughs> back into sorry back and then into kitty cat and then ended sorry i was like yo like that's but that's that, just that's just arranging though. Like, but whoever. it was good. They had to up the key of um, me, myself, no, and I, I. Yeah. To to mesh it with sorry, but it fits so well. Like, and even the songs, like, it was it was just very well done. Is what I'm saying. Like, I like, and that's that's the things that get me when when things are mixed together well. Like, so I just wish she would have cut the skit. That way, I could just enjoy the song as like one whole the song, song as, as a song and of, not as a clip from a performance and, yeah and then getting the ladies uh, like i don't need all that when i'm just listening <laughs> to it like yeah heard so um yeah shout out to beyonce for the the homecoming uh i believe so she, that's the ad yeah um um what else we got we got um <coughs> We got our church announcements. Um, so, so Dan, what's been going on in your life? You know, we got, we got uh, weekend life updates. Still going uh, with planning this wedding. Just moved into my new apartment. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, back up for promotions. Uh, big things coming. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, my head's been down. I'm on the grind. Just doing life. Okay. Okay. What about you? You just had a birthday. I did. Turn I, did. Up. I just turned 25. Two five, two um, five. Yes. Uh, I shouldn't announce my age on the show, but it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. It's all over social media. <coughs> Ladies, um, and he's single and ready to mingle, so go ahead and get into that. <laughs> uh, I am. Um, <laughs> I yes, went to Cali for uh, my friend's birthday, <coughs> for my birthday, like the week before. Ooh. Uh, got to see the baby. Ooh, the that ain't baby, the baby, the that's baby, my the baby. baby. Uh, How was that? It I'm, was fun. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Uh, for yeah, for all my trap heads, the baby is definitely a good artist to listen to. Definitely, I like his 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 style, his style and rap. Like it's it's very unique in this time. And then he got a clean grill, like the grill. Like 
I I like his persona. He looks like Haha Davis. He do- and Twitter and Instagram was going crazy over that. Um, I think that the baby could be up next. Um, when I when I think about the way the trap music is going, I mean, of course, you know, I'm always gonna say Gunna's up, you know, but I definitely would say the baby, Meg The Stallion, City Girls, Lil Baby. You know, like these these are the up and comers. These are, you know, who we're looking to next for music. I guess I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, <coughs> it was funny though, I'll say this. When I was at the concert, I was like there there were some white people there too, right? And it was like when they would get to a point in the song where the N word would come up, mm. they would they would fully just be like, Oh, they wouldn't say nothing. I was like, Oh, y'all know. Yeah, no. I and I, like, I think I was like good. I don't, we don't have to. We don't have to do this today. <laughs> and I and I think um, in any concert situation or scenario where the N word is said, I would hope that a you person yourself. right. I would hope that a person who's not African American wouldn't say the N word. That's that's like I'm sorry. I just remembered this. Do you remember when who was it? Was it Kendrick Lamar brought this guy on stage and? Uh, it was a verse, and he was he was rapping along to the verse, and the N word came up, and the dude said it, and uh, <coughs> Kendrick was like, "You can't say that." And I had got some mixed reviews from people where people were like, "Oh, Kendrick set him up," and all this other. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do remember that. People were like saying he set him up. That's not a setup. You can't set people up to say something that they say on their everyday lives. That because, is true. Because just how uh, I remember this one guy said this. Just how black kids can sing along to rap music and censor themselves when they're in front of their parents, you could have done the same thing with the N word. Because, Because, uh, I mean, in your mind, even if you say the word outside of being around black people, you know when and where, you know what your safe environments are to say that. Yes. And at a concert in front of thousands of people, the N word is not the place for you oh, to no, say that. No, because no, not even if you're a spectator in the crowd. Right, not even if you're a spectator. You know, you can say it internally, but don't don't mouth the word. Don't <laughs> don't don't really don't even think, think the about word. it. Don't think about right, it. Right, because I mean that's just a scenario you're let not gonna go. win. Right, just let it ride. I mean, why do you feel the need to say it? Like you know, it gives me a sense of power and entitlement. Whatever. I guess. Well, uh, how was your <clears throat> Easter? Easter was good. Um, we sung at church. Uh, I would say for me personally, even though it's not about musical reviews per se, I feel like I was a good review. I was stretched vocally. Um, I hit higher notes and did things that I've never done before. Uh, definitely was a Sunday that I really had to tap into God. Um, I was tired mentally, emotionally, and it was just time, man. And I really gave. Worshiping God on Easter really helped me to push through myself. So I'm grateful. That's wonderful, man. That's really good to hear. Appreciate it. Um, Easter was cool. I enjoyed the service. It was good to just be in the, the mix. Nice. Um, yeah, <coughs> nothing special, nothing to write home about about Easter, my Easter in particular. Um, but yeah, feel it's, it's churchish. So we got to talk about Easter. Got to, for sure. Got to. For sure, for um, sure. Uh, let's talk about the Met Gala. Billy Porter, uh, really gave us a great look. Um, just from, from a fashion, I did like his fit. from a I fashion like perspective, even though it is a, a gender fluid outfit, I think would be the safe, maybe politically correct. Thing I think the say. fit was fine. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, fly. it was fly. It was, it was a fly fit. How he came in, you know, with on the guy's shoulders, I think was really good um just seeing the amount uh like because i actually took the time to go back and like go through Look the story oh and to see the amount of work that was put in for for that moment it really like shows me like how people who take craft whether it's music film uh writing television like they really put their hearts and souls into stuff and us being the spectators we just we're so quick to critique without knowing everything that goes into someone's fashion or everything that goes into someone's art. You know, that's why like I, I I'm very hesitant to critique someone's body of work because it's like, you don't you know, gotta really sit with some things. before, Right. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't know the work. Cause while his outfit 
Sorry. I'm sorry. While his outfit was received by most, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people felt like it was A lot terrible. of people didn't like a lot of people's outfits from the Met Gala. And I mean, I, mean, I, I could bring up several, but it's, I mean, I'm, I mean, let's talk about what I did like. <laughs> right. I mean, Tracy Ellis, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross definitely had a weird fit for me. Tiffany Haddish had a weird fit for me. Lena Waithe had a weird fit for me. You didn't mess with her fit? It was a, it was just who a was the dude who she was with? I'm sorry, I don't know his name. His fit, his fit was fire. Both their fits were fire, in my opinion. I think Anderson Pack was on there too, right? He he had a decent fit too. But Lena fit and the guy, ooh, Jesus, help me. Lena, Lena Wade, and the guy she was with, they had lyrics on their their suits. Janelle as, Monae had a nice fit as um, the stripes or whatever. The guy had rap lyrics on his suit. So I thought that was really dope and creative. Um, I don't remember Janelle Monet's fit. I do remember Zendaya. Zendaya's fit was her outfit was pretty cool. Um and that's all that I can think of right now. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. There are those the, the stripes on their outfit <coughs> the stripes on uh, the stripes on the suit are lyrics. His suit has rap, rap, uh, rap lyrics, and hers has like different lyrics. Like one of her, the songs on hers is like "Take Me or Leave Me" from Rent. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. These are definitely yeah. Dope see, fits. that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, the the fits were definitely dope. I uh, liked a couple of people. I don't know what. What did you think? <sighs> Nick Jonas looked like Littlefinger. I, I saw that. Um, what did you think? And we will get there. <laughs> um, what did you think of? Uh, Jesus Christ, what's her name? Oh, man. <coughs> Tiffany Haddish and the chicken. Whoa. I just feel like she's... I don't want to read Tiffany Haddish because she's working hard to climb the ladder and you want to give her a fair chance. But, sis, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep... um. You just can't keep embarrassing black people. Like, why at the Met Gala did you feel like it was appropriate for you to have chicken, fry, fried chicken, and you're passing out fried chicken? Like, like you're Colonel Sanders. Like, why? So I, the only issue I think I had, I don't have an issue with the fact that she brought in food or whatever. Um, but I felt a little bit of an issue that she felt the need to share it with like white people, kind of like to make a joke out of it. Like, I felt like. Had had she um, had she been sharing it with like black people, I think it would have been different. But I feel like she was kind of pandering to white people, like, "Oh yeah, I'm black. Like, yeah, look at me. I brought my fried chicken." That's kind of what I. It's more of a flaunt. Yeah, like trying to make her blackness a joke. That's the only reason I have an issue with it. I don't really care that she brought the chicken in. I kind of just care more so that it felt. It felt that way to me. That's what I kind of have an issue with. I agree. That's I don't, how I felt. Like, you, you bring your whole box of pizza in there. I mean, people have done it. People brought food into the Met Gala before. It's it's nothing. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I guess that will conclude our announcements. Do you have anything else you would like to say to the church? No. I'm okay. good. Well, we would also like to thank everyone for live streaming with us today. Yes. As we transitioning into our tv and film segment <coughs> um this first one's a little old but i do want to talk about jordan peele's us just a tad yeah uh definitely went and saw us when supported jordan peele went and supported us because i love us for real um, <laughs> that was a good one that thanks good one. appreciate it you know i tried to think about it but no i i felt like uh lapita uh gave a great performance absolutely winston duke gave a decent performance Okay. Um, okay. Felt like he was trying to act so American that you could hear his African accent, like, and I mean, he can't control that. If that, if he genuinely has the African accent, you can't can't do anything about that. But I will say that um, I enjoyed the story that it told. Yes. And um, I think it's interesting that. In the end, the mom, the the real mom, won and beat out the mom that was trying to 
keep her or the mom that switched mm-hmm. spots with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, the yes, the tethered mom. Yes, the tethered one. Yes, in yeah, I think yeah. Say, yeah. <coughs> I think that it tells a story. It does. Um, and it kind of shows you like how what's above ground is how we are with society, and what's underground is what's really how we really are, or or how how we're perceived. I guess like I somewhat understood it, but then again, like there were things that kind of confused me. Um, but I I for what I understood of of the movie, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I, I definitely enjoyed the movie, too. I liked the messages, the themes, the characters. I felt like it was very well acted. Lupita played that part. She did, she did a phenomenal job. And I know she caught some heat from the whole voice acting thing um, <coughs> because I believe she used some disabled voice like that she based it on, and some people yeah. were offended. I can't really speak on that. I personally didn't think it was offended, but I had no say in that. So right. it, my opinion really I don't doesn't. understand how you – it's art. I don't understand how you could be offended by someone doing what they what they well, think is best for I, the art. I understand that, but only thing, only reason I I didn't think it was offensive, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I I really don't have a say. Like that, I don't. Right. But only reason I didn't think it was offended was because the character that she was playing was based in some sort of trauma. Like right. So I thought it so. Was, so it made the I, voice seem appropriate. Yeah, it made it seem appropriate to me. But yeah, like it just that that fitting circumstance. It wasn't like. It wasn't like Tom Hanks Forrest Gump, right? Like where he's just he's a he's a <coughs> he's he's a mentally um, he's a little slower. Is right, what I'm trying to say I don't know if that's his true, mental his mental thought process. Yeah, is slow. and you're just you're just saying oh, I'm gonna use this voice type thing. So right. that I, I I thought it was a little bit different, but that that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I have to talk about Avengers Endgame. I know, Dan, you have not seen it yet. It's not going to ruin it for me if you talk about it. I'm still going to go see it. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. It's fine. Okay. Heard it was a good weekend for House Stark that weekend, though. It was a very good weekend for the Starks. Avengers Endgame, uh, spoiler alert, was phenomenal. Uh, This is what we've waited 11 years for. Um, I think the writing was there. I think uh, the character, like Tony Stark... Uh, obviously Tony Stark dies. Um, and uh, I think that was very fitting for his character to go out. The man created, started this thing, and he finished it. And um, I'm personally not a big Iron Man fan, but I was very happy with how they ended both his story and Cap's story. I'm a big, big, big Cap fan. Um, but yeah, I was just very impressed with everything. I didn't see things coming i love the story that they told with thor um through the whole depression thing like that depression doesn't make you any less worthy just great 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 stuff great content um thank you to the russo brothers um the mcu will surely miss you your contributions um are forever appreciated we have such gratitude for what you've given us and yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say, but Game of Thrones. Yeah. Arya Stark is a goat, and that's all I'm saying. Like, um, s- I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Um, do you want to go first? Because I have a lot. I just want to say, rest in peace, Missy Andy's the finest mm-hmm. girl. Okay, finest girl. <laughs> uh. Missandei. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme of uh, the dude who plays Grey Worm, and it was an ice cream cone on the floor, and it said, and he was like crying or something, and it said, "Me Sunday, like my Sunday." Yeah, because <laughs> it was on the floor. Um, I feel I feel really bad, like for Daenerys, like she's lost everything. She's lost a dragon. She lost her. You know, like how do you rebound? And she's. And Sir Jorah's not there to answer that question for her. Right. So Jorah Mormont, may he rest in peace. And his little knees rest in peace. Man, uh. Yes. I um I have a disdain for Bran. I feel like Bran is the source of all this chaos because he okay. can see everything, but it's He's not, not saying me. anything. Right. How are you going to be the raven and not saying anything? Mm. 
I will say it was very weird to see Arya um, doing it and doing it and doing yeah, it well. Being uh, sexually active. Yeah, she's still a kid to me. Right. She's still a kid. I mean, she she's a little baby to me. You know, I'm, I'm shook. Yeah. Um, I am a little. I want Cersei to die. I, I just like to say that. Uh, don't we all? I'm underwhelmed because, as you you know very well, the the Night King was my dog. Um, and we talked about this the other day. I wanted more from him. That's, I wanted, that's how I, feel. I wanted yeah, to yeah. know the story. Why so, are you upset? So why? I just felt, I just felt like this was wrapped up way too quickly. Like if you really think about it, they spent two episodes basically saying, "Hey, the Night King's coming. He's a big deal." We like in this season, this season alone, yeah. he spent two episodes saying, "Hey, the Night King is coming. He's a big deal." But it was He's even gonna, foreshadowed like way before this. Yeah, I hadn't even gotten there. Thank you, thank you, because I I haven't even touched on that. And then he gets here and he's killed in one episode without really any explanation or anything. <coughs> like, yes, I like that Arya killed him, but in and of it, I, and my other issue with the battle too, I felt like too many of the characters had plot armor. It's I, it's literally the same thing, like. For for me, the Night King's death was almost as dumb as Cal Drogo's death, if that makes sense. Mm. The simplicity of how he died doesn't make sense to me. For this to have been well, the biggest battle, and we were preparing for this battle, and he died. Not only that, but Jon Snow was supposed to die. He was supposed to die. That In that battle? That dragon was supposed to take him out. Had Arya not killed the Night King... I wanted to see. I would have. I would have preferred to see John slay that dragon. That's what I would have. He wasn't gonna do that's it. That's what. That's what I would have preferred because I just felt like this battle was so underwhelming. Not underwhelming completely, but just some things that happened, the characters and how things played out. Like it I was felt like more to, people should have died. Like, it was built to be this big battle, battle, and no one died. Nobody of no one of real importance died. That's how I feel. Yes, because apparently we lost half our armies, and. I just feel like it's because we don't have any book content that things are yes things are like, this way, and I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to shoot <coughs> the horse before it's finished its race because I feel like in in retrospect you you could think that um, Ned's death in season one is ruining the show and you could think that that's a terrible decision, but you see that Ned had to get his head chopped off so Arya could run and she could run and stab the Night King, so I mean. I would like to see. I would like to think that the rest of the show is going to unfold nicely and create like a nice little bow ending for the rest of this. But here's what I will say: Daenerys is an idiot for not seeing Euron on those yeah. ships. First of all, second of all, how how is Euron okay? How is Euron on a moving ship? Right, he's on a moving ship. Right, he has. Um, a scorpion, the little shooting thing, right? Attached to a moving ship, right? Then he proceeds to shoot a dragon flying in air, right? Right. Three times. Three times. Three times. Flawless. Flawless shots three times on a moving ship. Are y'all really expecting me to believe this? Y'all really expecting me to believe that Euron was able to really, like, I'm going to start calling him. Dragon. I'm going to start calling him Euron. Um, ha. you really expect me to believe that he was able to kill this dragon flawlessly three shots on a moving ship, on a moving ship. And now you expect me to believe that this is, this is going to be my issue if we get to King's Landing and now everyone's having trouble hitting Daenerys's dragon. Right. That's what's going to be an issue for me. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You want to know what also irritated me? I've declared um, fan bankruptcy because the Night King's Master of Coin has died I'm in the Battle of Winterfell. But you know what I want to say? I feel like Sansa's turning into Littlefinger. Um, the way that she's being messy. You know, you I love Sansa. You I know your Sansa brother's now. the heir to the Iron Throne, and you're just gonna run it, run your mouth. Come on, she's playing the game now. I know she, she knows what I she's doing. She's, and she's playing, playing the chess, game. and I get that. But that's still betrayal. Your brother said, don't tell anybody I'm the heir to the Iron Throne. And what do you do? You ran your mouth to... Because uh, she don't trust Bear, Danny, and that's Bears, right? No, she ran her mouth to Tyrion. She don't trust She don't trust Danny, 
and that <coughs> is fine. She doesn't have to. Do you feel like, well, I do think that Tyrion is going to betray her? I feel like he's a Targaryen. No. He's a Targaryen. I've, I've thrown that out the window at this point. He's a Targaryen. I, I think he's a Targaryen. I, I, think I don't need any more secret Targaryens. I'm over this. I'm I feel over. like he's I don't, a Targaryen. I don't need he's any. I don't need any more secret Targaryens. All right, Sansa and he Tyrion. He might be in the books. Sansa I'll and Tyrion that. are still married, right? Legally. They're still Technically, married. yes. Well, Ramsay's dead, so. But yeah. Yeah. She was married to Tyrion. I would like to see them get together. That'd be interesting. No. That would be a really good. Sansa doesn't deserve anybody. That would be a really nice seat of the Iron Throne. Sansa and Tyrion. I feel like the Iron Throne is going to be destroyed. I feel like that's I wouldn't how, be. That's I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset with that. I also feel emotionally bankrupt. I'm invested, but my I've heart is broken. I've declared fan bankruptcy. It's fan bankruptcy. My hypothesis. 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 I'm trying to say more than one. Uh, your hypotheses. Hypotheses about the show are done nothing i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know um final thoughts on the game of thrones who do you think is gonna sit the iron throne Tyrion. Tyrion. um either that or it's gonna be destroyed but it's not gonna be john john's not gonna make it daenerys is not gonna make it cersei's not gonna make it um side note brienne of tarth uh a knight of the seven king sir brienne of tarth a knight sir of the Seven Kingdoms. Yes, sir. Not after what she did with Jamie. What's crazy though is like she was like really playing the side chick role. Like, don't go to war. Like, come on, bro. I hope Jamie's going to kill Cersei. That's what I hope. He's going I to hope do. so. But she's pregnant with his baby. So how does that work? And Euron's dumb self believes that. <coughs> like, that's his baby. Ugh, so stupid. Over so it. stupid. I'm over it. Huh. Well, um, we could get into uh, the word. Let's go ahead and get um, into the word, man. So the pastor comes up. He'll be talking about um, growing up Christian. Yeah. So we're going to go back and reiterate the scripture. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 6. And the word says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Josh and I both have, I'm sorry, Boom and I both have a background of growing up in church. Boom is a PK. Well, in uh, Christian homes in particular. Yes, Christian homes. Christian home. uh, we both have made different. Wow, Siri. We have made different life decisions, of course, uh, that put us in different places. But um, ultimately, Christ has been in, in the background and in our hearts um, for majority Christ of our lives. not in my background. Well, he well, I'm the forefront of my life. Oh my gosh! What I, <laughs> no, I understand, to, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, about, yeah. Like what I meant to say is like when you when you see us, hopefully, you know, Christ is seen in us, and we are playing the background to Him leading our lives. Uh, I would like to say that for me, um, me knowing Christ has definitely been an experience. I can say, uh, even now, just being transparent, I don't think I'm in the best place I've been in in my life but I can definitely say that me having a relationship with Christ is helping me to repair that and to get closer to him in these trying times and I think that's the difference when you have a relationship and boom you know you can chime in on this when you have a relationship with God you can't do everything that everyone else does this is true because there's a special call in your life um and there's a, and not only that but you know we're both anointed you know um Growing up in church, I learned how to pray. I learned how to develop a relationship with God on my own, to not you to know, not have my parents' relationship because God don't have no grandkids. You it's, know, that's that's very important because, like, I, I find growing up, like, you, you see a lot of people who are like, I don't know how to pray. And you be like, you don't know how to pray? It's so simple. Like, you just, you just right. start talking. And it's, and it's really it's really different when you're trying to, like, for me, I had a lot of hood friends growing up. So, for me, it was different me telling them y'all don't know how to pray like you know just bow your head let's 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 try exactly it. exactly you know and when you know that you're a representative of christ it's easy for you to take the lead when it comes to doing things for him with people who don't know him mm -hmm. it may be hard for you to witness 
But if someone needs prayer, it's easy for you to pray. If somebody needs you to stand in the gap with them, you can stand in the gap. You're more inclined to know what to do in Right, in those moments. Whereas, you know, it may be hard for you to go to your friend and be like, Do you know about Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Like, not on no Jehovah's Witness type stuff. Some of them knocked on my door the other day, and I was like, (coughs) Oh my God. They came to the neighborhood on Saturday. told them I know my Lord and Savior and I close the door. <laughs> I watched their video to be nice and um that was it. And then they gave me a flyer and I threw it in the trash. I wouldn't have even gone that far. But um I definitely can say that I'm blessed to have gotten to know Christ for myself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of stuff that I got involved in, a lot of things that should have and could have happened to me, God has definitely spared me. You know, for sure. And I think that's just because I knew to call on his name. I was just about to say, you knew to, you, you, you had, you had knowledge to call in those yeah. moments. Like you weren't like, oh, Jesus. like you were in distress. Even for me, I think the biggest wake up call that I had was when I went to jail. When I went to jail, like I really, I think that was the most that I had ever like really leaned on God. Not because it was my first rodeo with that, but because this was time where God was really trying to get my attention. And he spoke to me like loud and was saying like, you know, if you don't focus on me, you're going to lose everything. Mm. And, um, I think that was really important for me because it really was a catalyst for change in my life in that season and helped me to get my life on track to where I am now. Now, like I said, I'm not perfect. Definitely. have had some downfalls as of late, but, I'm definitely um, reassured that Christ can help me to get back on track. That's beautiful, man. Priest. Um, I think <coughs> me growing up as a PK was very interesting. Um, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before. The experience to some extent and how it's not fun and how people are always hanging over your head in like a watching like a hawk type thing um but i feel like that growing up as a pk in general is just very difficult like growing up christian yeah, tell us about that growing up christian is hard Golly, you're but right. growing up as a pk is also you can't go trick-or-treating oh no we didn't we did not play that i mean you could go oh to yeah let, let, that, that's what i really wanted to get into <coughs> You could go so, to a Hallelujah night. Maybe. Oh yeah, we did. We did a Hallelujah night once, and I went as Joshua. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You so, always go as yourself. We don't believe well, no, in characters. No, no, no. I went as Joshua in the Bible. It was a Hallelujah night party, and I went as Joshua in the Bible. Joshua, hold on, wait a second. Ooh. Joshua and the no. Okay. I'm gonna really embarrass myself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, because I don't want to embarrass myself. Joshua, the book of Joshua. Yes. Yeah. J- but the significance of Joshua. What? The battle of Jericho? Like, I really don't know too much about Joshua. Like in the Bible. Oh, he was the leader after Moses. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm be, I'm not gonna cap. I probably need to go back and refresh on mm-hmm. Like I said, I've I've straight away gotta come back. <laughs> I'll be. I'm not gonna cap. You know about Moses though. Yes, I do. But anyways, so yeah, I went to this Hallelujah night party as Joshua. <coughs> I was not allowed to go trick or treating. Um, I didn't dress up for Halloween until like I was a fully functional like adult. So Halloweens were never a thing at my house. Um. Uh, I will say my parents were a little more strict on my, my sister than I was, but, um, yeah, there's just this stigma to PKs that we're all wild and reckless. And I would just like to say, we're not all like, we're not all like that. I can't count. Can you just let us? A lot of them that I know though. But you don't know nothing about that life. I feel like everyone. I don't. You're right. And I don't. Everyone be trying to come for PKs and I'm very protective. Like my mom was a PK. I'm very protective of PKs. Like I don't, I don't allow PK slander like among me. Like people, people start talking about PKs who I don't even care for, and I'm like, absolutely not. 
absolutely not. I will not tolerate the slander of right. the PK. Because it, there's know. a lot of pressure. There's a you lot of know. there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that mm-hmm. we don't see. That. Exactly. Think about you remember when Dr. Dollar, Creflo Dollar yeah. had he had some incident with his daughter. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know what 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 goes on like right you don't know what's going on at, exactly. at the crib you exactly don't. Y'all, y'all don't know and it's just very difficult and i know like fortunately i was <clears throat> i was fortunate enough to live with uh a pastor who wasn't one way on the pulpit and another way at home um my pastor was very true to her word and the life that she was living in and out of the church but I'm, that can just be difficult sometimes, like where you may have pastors who are preaching one way and not completely living the way they're preaching at home. And that's difficult for their kids to reconcile with. And then they begin to lose their own faith in God. So, I mean, it's so much deeper than just like, oh, you're a pastor's kid. You need to behave yourself. Like, And I True. feel like that's what happens to a lot of people. And that's not the case. Like, it's I feel like it's so much yeah, it's it's deeper than that, than that. and and people aren't sympathetic to the first family a lot of times. I feel like oh they no, rude. they look at them from this, I you know like like an idealistic perspective, like it's like man they don't never go through nothing, they don't never have no problems in their home stuff like that, and that's not the case because I I've been friends with with PKs and you know I've seen what they go through, you know the fear of perfection and not you know not wanting to let down their families things like that like it's a lot and that's what drives them to be experimental and try different things and you know it's the fear of perfection can drive people to low places i have seen people i definitely can relate to that but i have seen people attack my family literally and not like like literally not and physically like, but like some, slander wise yeah like just like literally <coughs> have attacks against like my family and it just be like yo like what what do you have an issue for like and it just makes it makes growing up in these in christian homes and with pastors in general difficult like you have to your family has to bear the for, for the the brunt of that like anonymous letters i found an anonymous letter someone wrote to my mother once and they were just like they were just being the utmost rude like just filthy and i don't know how you didn't say something because i would have said i ran so oh my god i remember that day i was in the office i was in my mom's office and i don't know why i didn't have the light on i think i just walked in there and someone slid a note under the door and I saw it and I picked it up and I opened it and I was like, what? And I still like ran out the office trying to find them. And I couldn't find it. I was like, dang it. I was too slow. So it was God. I was too slow. Oh I would have lost it. I lost you it. You probably would have hurt them. Right. I lost it. But people are rude, man. People are rude. People. I don't want to say that. I'm sorry. I don't want to go on a tangent because like not, how, because not everybody how, is rude. Yeah. Cause that, that's not the case. And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't ever want to, diminish the congregation either because that's the people who you know we're called to serve too at the same time so i don't but i'm just saying at the same time i know the life that i grew up with and i know like being involved in church and everything like you don't know what it's like to be there at the church for eight hours on a sunday oh my god y'all don't know what that's like y'all don't know what it's like to be the choir the praise team the the director of this that and the third to have to serve in these different entities board like to to have to run this show if if things like right and to have to do these things, not because you want to, but because if you don't do it, this whole ministry could fall. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot of pressure on, you know, five, six, seven-year-old kids. But there are children that are doing that on teenagers who want to have the opportunity to actually be teenagers but have to be ministry hands. Oh, yeah. When their friends are going out for graduation stuff, you're at your church, you know, helping out the youth ministry or something like oh, that. Yeah. You know, and there there are families that deal with that, but I think that God honors those people that go through those sacrifices and make those type of commitments. Most definitely. And um, getting back to the relationship aspect of growing up Christian, I think that for me, for me, it was always, well, you know, and this is just being transparent. I felt like I always knew 
when I went too far, God was going to tap me on the shoulder and be like, it's time to come back. Nigga, you wild. Right. You <laughs> you out there. You, you out there. I'm going to need you to, right. to reel it back in. My nigga, what you got going on? And And that's when you're like, okay, it's time for me to come back. I'm straying away. Like, I'm going too far. Like, for me, it was when I was buying, like, for me, I'm and this is me sharing a personal part of my testimony. When I was buying cigarettes every day and I was trying to still sell drugs and I was still having sex and stuff like that, I was like, dang, okay, maybe I am flying off the handle. Like, I need to get right, you know. And God pulled me back in. Mm-hmm. It, took a, it took a breaking of me or of that, that version of me, but. With God's help, it was possible. You were gracefully broken. Um, I want to go back into um more of like, I guess the stereotypes of growing up in a Christian home. Go ahead. Um, okay, let's do this. Veggie Tales. Yeah, of course. Staple. Classic. 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 Like, I mean, what the bunny episode? <laughs> the bunny episode of that song goes. No, the bunny. The, the bunny. I love the vibe. Yes. And they were like, duh, 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 duh. like that episode goes. For me, I, for me, a classic Veggie Tales episode was the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego episode. The bunny fire- episode. Oh, the fiery furnace. Yes. Yeah, the bunny. That's the yeah. bunny episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just about I was about to say that. Yeah. That yeah. that episode classic, classic episode. Oh my god. I think every every <laughs> Christian child has seen that. And it's monumental. Like when you're two, three, four, five, six years old and you're learning about God, that's a video you play. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna cap. My kids are probably gonna see that. I am playing Veggie Tales for my kids, and you know what? I, well, I was about to say I'm playing Salty for my kids, but Salty used to creep me out. Uh, when you posted that on Twitter, I was like, "What is he talking about? What is Salty?" You didn't remember Salty? <coughs> I heard of it. Felt like I've seen it, but don't remember it. Okay. Salty was a singing songbook. He was a blue hymnal. So let me show you what Salty. Uh, if y'all want to look it up at home, it's called Salty with a P. So just spell Salty. Like song. Yes. There you go. Thank you. That's exactly what it's based off of. Mm-hmm. He was a singing songbook, uh-huh. but he was so... So this is what he looked like in like comic form. Wow. Right? But this is what he looked like in live action form. Mm-mm. No thanks. Creepy, bro. No thanks. Creepy. And he used to like creep me out. So then here's this other character, Charity the Church, Church Mouse. No thanks. Now let me show you, let me show you Risky Rat. Oh my God. Uh, I used to have, I used to be terrified of this guy. Look how creepy he looks. No, I'm cool on it. I appreciate it. No, 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 it's okay. It's all right. (laughs) I was like, as a kid, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. Yes, I was terrified, bro. I was terrified. (laughs) So long story short, like Salty was uh, a, a, a part of my childhood. Great songs. Some like monumental kind of like veggie tales like how i have very fond memories of veggie tales some of these songs like and um stuff that came from salty great risky rat used to scare the crap out of me but <coughs> other than that um the lessons that they used to teach and stuff i still remember some of those stuff bro i still remember these songs like it's i don't crazy. remember every song but i do remember lessons do you remember uh <coughs> To jump back to Veggie Tales real quick, I know it's not Christian related. This one's not Christian related. Do you remember Where's My Hairbrush? Yes. Oh, oh where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? <laughs> yeah. Um. Classic. Okay. Did you watch this one? This one may not be known as much, but did you watch Commander Kelly and the Super Kids? Oh, heck no. I don't know what you're doing. What? Commander <laughs> Kelly? No, sir. You didn't watch Commander Kelly? That was New Jersey programming. No, it wasn't. Kelly was Kenneth Copeland's daughter, Kelly Copeland. And she was, she had, oh my God, bro, I'm about to put you on. You have to watch some of these Christian shows. So Commander Kelly and the Super Kids, that was like one of those classic ones where they used to like, they used to like, I don't know. Kenneth Copeland's just been around for ages and I just don't know what, like, but that was another classic staple. Didn't have music or anything, but it was definitely a staple from my childhood. Um, Any staples that you have? From growing up in a Christian home, Dan? Uh, whenever I got disciplined, my mom would have me read. Uh, she would have me read the scripture that we read today. Mm. And she would have me reading 
scripture about honor your mother and father and your days will be longer. Um, I remember writing that out a hundred times front and back. And when I filled up a sheet of paper, then I'd have to give an exhortation. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to, I'd have to speak a little excerpt and kind of tell them what I learned from reading the word and what the Bible says and what it means and stuff like that. Uh, I also remember learning the books of the Bible. There were books of the Bible competitions. Um, there were Bible based competitions that our church participated in. It's called the Bible belt challenge. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, did that. We also did something called master life. I don't know if you've heard of it, but, uh, it's breaking down the cross. Um, my favorite scripture came from there. Luke nine twenty three, which I actually recently just got tattooed on me. Say, I, yeah. yeah. Got that tattooed on me. John 15, five. Um, and I remember at one point I could say my books of the Bible frontward and backwards. Okay. But I can't say them backwards anymore, but I can still <laughs> say them forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys ever had competitions about who could learn the books of the Bible the fastest? I'm sure we did. I don't think I participated. Oh, and and we would do um Oh, we did in Sunday oh. school. We did. And, we and I wasn't flipping. really here for it. They call it, they called it flip the scripture. Uh-huh. So someone will say like Thessalonians verse 1, uh chapter 1 verse 1. And you hurry up and flip to the book. Oh, Whoever you had to know where it was. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. To show you how to get in your word and show you how to get there. And of course, that's why knowing that your books of the Bible was important because you would know it, it was after blank mm-hmm. and before blank. So you don't be going to the index being like <coughs> Thessalonians T T T. Right. Because aren't they? They're in order. They're in order first in the in the. In, I'm sure there's an alphabetical one too. They were at but one they're, point. They're in order as of as books they appear. Of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So you would still be like, yeah, the Bible app has spoiled us. I don't actually use the Bible app. You don't use that Bible app? No, I need to. I can't. I, remember, I can't remember my login, so that's why I don't have it. You know what I love about the Bible app? You can um, have it play the scripture depending on what version you're reading. So when I'm reading, I'll play it because some of the scriptures you're actually meant to hear, not read per se. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I play it. I play <coughs> the verses that I'm like, especially when I'm doing the plan mainly. I'll play it and I'll let it read it and I'll read along while it's like speaking it. So it makes it a lot oh, wow. easier. So to you're an auditory it. learner. Well, I feel like the Bible sometimes can be a little difficult to read. And especially if you're not like, right. If you just don't pick up on reading that well, like for whatever reason, I'm not saying anyone's whatever. Um, I'm just saying in general, it's, it's the scriptures were designed for you to hear them. The scriptures were designed for you to hear them. That's what. Right. That's why. That's another reason that I'm playing them because I want to hear them and I want to feed them As to you myself. Hear them, you internalize yes, them. Yes, in that soul. type of way. I don't want to just blah 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 blah. Okay, I wrote it. Thank you. I'm done. I'm done. Like that's right. that's not what I want to do. I want to like comes by hearing, hearing by hearing doing. and reading at the same time. So that's what I try to interpret. Heard. Um, I don't think I have any other uh staples of like my Christian childhood. Um. I will say my mom used to make us do like devotions in the morning. Yeah. And pray. Like, oh, that was uh, <clears throat> our daily bread definitely was in our house all the time. You know, people would share excerpts. There'd be a scripture related. You don't remember our daily bread? It sounds familiar. I don't. It's a, like a small little booklet. Like, and it would have like March, April, May. And probably, probably. I, every, I, every Christian home. I feel one. like I. it sounds very familiar. I just can't be like, I don't have a memory that I can be like, yes. I just saw one today and I should have grabbed it. So I could have showed you. Um, dang. I definitely will be taking some of these things and applying them to like my family house. Like got to. Oh, we will be doing devotions. Yeah, we as will for, be doing. We as for me and my house. house. As, as, as for me. As, as for me and my house. house. Oh. We're gonna serve the law. We will be doing devotions. We'll be doing like, I want I want to do family devotion. Like even when my kids are like young, like four or five. Yeah, my my mom used to make <coughs> us get up and we would like sit and do devotion. I want to instill that in them so that Seriously. as they get older, they have a desire for that. I used to go to sleep. I used to like she'd like okay everyone go pray. I used to stick my head in the couch and go to sleep. <laughs> Heathen. Um, I got better as time went on. Um. But yeah, I mean that was the reality of the situation sometimes. But yeah, so I, that's all I have to say, Dan. I shared my piece. I'm good. Okay. Uh, in closing remarks, you know we got our word of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Would you like to go first? Yeah. My word of the week is don't be fake with your mentions. Be real with your intentions. Ooh. That's yeah. a nice little. Um, my counselor actually said that I've been uh, going to counseling, just working through some things in my own personal life. And he said, you know, don't be fake with your mention. Be real with your intentions. And um, what do you mean by fake with your mention? Don't be fake with your mention, meaning like with people that you talk to, with things that you the say. The people that you interact with. Yeah, with the people the, you interact with. The things with. in your life. The things yeah. in your life. Don't be fake with the things in your life. <coughs> yeah, as far okay. as like, you know, be be genuine about what you're going through. Be genuine about the things that you struggle with. Be genuine with the things that you deal with. Mm. Um, growing up, I went through a lot of hurt. So for me, I learned to suppress. And because I suppressed a lot, um, I had a hard time being honest with people just about Ooh. things I needed things I was going through, things I had, things I didn't have. I would cap just to cap. And I'm learning in counseling, like, it's so much easier to be honest. You know, like, uh, our bishop says that assumptions are the lowest level of knowledge. And mm. I, for a long time, just assumed that people wouldn't understand me or assumed that people wouldn't accept me for who I was. And I'm just getting to the point now, man, where it's like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to assume that someone's not capable of, being what I need them to be or doing what I need them to do. I would rather someone tell me they can't do it and just accept that they can't rather than assume that they can't and not give them the opportunity to show me. So I want to be real with my, you know, intentions. I want to be intentional about being real. And so that's what I mean. I feel it. I and feel that's it. no cap. Um, so my word of the week uh, actually um, <coughs> comes from an anime. Um, one of my favorites, uh, My Hero Academia. I thought you were talking about anime as an artist. I was gonna say what? I do like reel it in. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a Caroline fan. Okay, well, um, my favorite, one of my favorite animes, um, My Hero Academia, season one, episode one, and uh, I'll play the clip for you. But if you know a little th- anything about the show, uh, it's about this this character who lives in a world of super powered people right and this one our main character he doesn't have any powers right and uh by the end of the episode right he's saved by the number one hero the big the big hero right (coughs) Mm -hmm. and at the end he said something and i'm going to go ahead and play the clip right here sometimes i do feel like i'm a failure like there's no hope for me but even so I'm not going to give up, ever. Is it possible to become a hero even if I don't have a quirk? I'm a normal kid without any powers. Could I ever hope to be someone like you? a dream come true, a real miracle. Standing in front of me was the hero I'd idolized most of my life. I didn't realize it at the time, but that chance encounter would change the course of my future. And I would just like to say that the character is acknowledging that one encounter with the savior changed his life forever. One encounter with this man who saved his life changed his life forever. And I would just like to say that one encounter with the savior can completely shift your ground, can completely shift where you're standing, can completely, oh, shift, your, can completely shift your circumstances. So all you need is one encounter with the savior. You don't need two. You don't need three. One you just need one. One. You one. That's what I'm saying. Just one one encounter with the savior and i mean if you ain't get it you ain't get it so just right. just don't let it, don't let that one fall off your head no cap a touch, that's a good one that, that's it one touch one Woo. touch like the woman with the issue of blood one touch Woo. made her hot. oh this was a real churchy episode <laughs> it really was but that was a word one touch the the doors of the church are open um <coughs> If you don't know, our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, we do want to give you the opportunity to accept Christ yeah. if you've never accepted him before. Uh, it's a really simple prayer. We, we should start doing this. Yeah, we, we really should. We, for we real. Really I mean, like on a serious note, like even though we were being churchy and playing around and stuff like that, like even it really is important. Spend, even when we spend yeah. the whole episode talking about trash, right? We really should. Do so this. okay, if you really want the opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, close your eyes. Just say, Lord God, I have sinned. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I accept you into my heart and believe that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again so that I might rise as well. Thank you. And if you said that prayer, then you're good. You're saved. It's that simple. Right, because it is with your heart that you believe into salvation and it is with your mouth that you confess and are justified. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. You better know. All right, well, I think we are good here. We are good. Any closing remarks? Uh, Like, subscribe. Rate, review. And you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore truck of my trail. That's T R U C K I N M Y T R I L L. And you can follow Boom at. I'm trying to figure out do I want to keep giving? <laughs> I feel like I just put them in the episode description, anyways. But I won't be petty this episode. Thanks. You can follow me at not Drake, but Josh. Um, we like you. We love you. Tell a friend about the show. Um, let us know what you think. Oh, get a, get at us in these emails. Like, even if you want to just, like, say, hey, I like the show or whatever. Like, you just want to send us an email. You don't got to send us a question. You don't got to, like. All you feedback just, is just good feedback. Yeah, you could just send us something, a note. Like, we cool. appreciate we, it. We appreciate it. Like, we may read your, we, we'll read your email out on the show. Just, right. just send Shout us an out. email, you know. We're, true. Our, our inbox is dry. It's that dry. is true. Inbox is dry but always open. No, don't be afraid to let it go down in the DM. Go. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace and protect your anointing. Yes, thank you. <laughs>